Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Shit Show. to say to that is roar. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Shit Show. You already know what it is because you clicked on this as always. <laughs> I am joined by Squishy. Squish, how are you? Good, Luce. It's been a big long week. 12 hour days started it this is. week for for Harvest, so oh. I've kind of been kicking my ass, but I'm here. I haven't had a Red Bull, but I've had a handful of um, cashew nuts, so hopefully that'll do. Oi, how did I know you were going to say cashew nuts? Okay, I already have things to say. First of all, you're like a mum when you say, oh my god, mum, I'm hungry, and she like gives you like two almonds or like a handful of cashews or like... Yeah, but I got these myself. Okay, go off. He can look after himself. Can you just quickly explain to the wonderful listeners what you mean by 12-hour days in harvest? Yeah, so I work in the wine industry, so at the moment it's like the crunch time. All the grapes are ready to be picked and the, the rain's coming. The crush time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very pressing situation. Um, ah! It sounds great. Stop it. Um, <laughs> Stomp people it. Are gonna wh- people are going to whine if they hear this. Oh, Nick, who am I? Who am I? Um, I don't know. Lucy Blackiston. No, who am I? Who am I? Stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> That's basically my job. That's basically my job. I'm a little bit better at not falling off the thing. but Everyone, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Grape Lady Falls and then Google Grape Lady Falls Family Guy. <laughs> they will know what we're talking about, surely. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, go back to what you were saying. So it's crush time at the grape factory. Yep, at the wine factory. It's it's crunch time. Um, very busy. So yeah, 12 hours, six days a week. But I've still got time for the shit show. So Always. He loves his fans. He loves his fans, everyone. I do love the fans. Also, side note, our mum has COVID. <laughs> Where do you want me to go with that? And that is all. We love you, Mum. No, I don't even think you listen to this. <laughs> but get well soon. I talked to her today on the phone, so she Aww. sounds a little bit crook, but I think Aww. she'll be fine. But Normie, however, our dad, who I know will be listening to this and will be getting jealous that we haven't mentioned him ever before, I have nothing to say to you. Yeah, he doesn't have COVID, so that's good. That's news yeah. on the parent front, anyway. <laughs> so now you know, now that you know what our parents are up to. We'll Nick. keep you updated with the COVID status of our parents. Speaking of parents, Nick, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are recent new parents. Um, do you have something to tell me about them that also counts for your weirdest thing of the week on the internet? I do. It's not really much, but I saw it and I was like, "That's kind of weird." Um, Kylie Jenner and I suppose Travis Scott's as well. Daughter is no oh son. I wrote daughter. It's actually son. Maybe they changed that too. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe delete that. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
uh, Kylie Jenner's son, and I suppose Travis Scott's son too, is now no longer called Wolf because that's not his vibe apparently. Um, honestly, that's about the whole story. Kylie just posted a story on her Instagram saying, FYI, our son's name isn't Wolf anymore. We just really didn't feel like it was him. Just wanted to share because I keep seeing Wolf everywhere. I didn't think it was possible just to change the name willy-nilly, but I guess it is. So I mean, I don't know. Yay did it. But didn't he have to post something in the local paper saying, like, do you disagree? Yeah, he did that himself, though. I know. Can you just can you just change your kid's name whenever you like? Probably if you haven't legally done the things. I thought you had to do that pretty pretty quick. Well, like, Nick, the other card is. I don't know. Maybe it's like a, like a temporary license plate. <laughs> All I have to say to that is, roar. Oh, my God. Why would you say that? Oh, my God, because of Wolf. I realize Wolves was... don't even make that noise. Oh, yeah. What do they do? <laughs> I'm not oh good. No. Ruby. What the fox say? You can. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Delete that. Ruby. <laughs> delete that. Delete please, that. Delete that. Please, for the love of God, delete that. <laughs> please, for the love of dog, delete that. Okay. Right. So that was my weirdest thing. Lucy, what the hell is yours? Was your weirdest thing like what I did just then, that whole Yeah. Animal yeah. Noise. FaceTime is the internet, so that was It's about to be on the internet. The noise. Oh god. Um my weirdest thing is rent a stranger. A Japanese man is running a successful business by meeting people and doing nothing with them. This is like what me and Ruby do when we catch up. Um, we just lie and don't talk to each other and watch TikToks, and it's the best thing of my life. So, wait. You have to explain this a little bit more. Do they... He hires them to... What? Do nothing? I, I don't know. Let me explain. A 38-year-old Japanese man is basic. He's basically come up with a business. Actually, in 2018, he started this business where he offers his services, or lack of services... Um, to people. Like, he just meets up with people and does nothing with them. He says that it's sort of like, do it's, he says that sometimes it feels like an act of kindness. Like, he stood in cold weather to be an audience for a struggling street musician. He's been a silent companion to someone that's just self-conscious to go out alone. He's accompanied people to shopping trips, in cafes. He's witnessed um, a lonely person blow out birthday candles but he says he likes it because there's no pressure to like have to be their friend or have to be giving anyone anything he's honestly just chilling on his own with them oh yeah i can kind of get that yeah i would never i would never do it myself like when i'm doing nothing i want to be alone but oh yeah and and silence is literally my biggest fear so i would fucking hate that like being in a room with someone and not filling the silence is so hard for me so that's why you have two podcasts. Yeah, that is why I have two podcasts. Um, he says that he doesn't initiate conversation, but he does reply to chit-chat. He also goes on about three of these meetups a day. He has written oh. four books talking about what he does when he meets clients for coffees or outings. And there is also a series um, on Amazon Prime that's been made like based on what he does. Holy shit. I know. So, Rent a Stranger, weirdest thing I saw on the internet, but low-key, really cute, and also just funny that you're renting someone to be silent, but whatever... No, that's cute. Whatever whatever floats your boat. Anyway, Nick, speaking of boats, um, tennis. Yeah. 
Hell of a segue. Nothing to do with boats, apparently. Ash Boaty, I mean, Ash Barty. <laughs> that was great. Has retired from tennis. So, yeah, the world number one and three-time major champion, Australian Ash Barty, has announced her shock retirement from tennis at the age of 25. Fuck, man. Like, I'm 26, and she's won three, like, majors. And you are the co-host of an award-winning shit-talking podcast. Her career winnings are over $24 million. Holy fuck. Mm. Anyway, it's something that she had been thinking about for a long time, she said, an announcement made on social media on Wednesday. Um, I think retiring at her peak is like pretty iconic. She won Wimbledon last year. She was the first Australian to do so for 20 years. Uh, she won her home tournament, the Australian Open, earlier this year. She said, to be able to win Wimbledon, which was my dream, the one true dream that I wanted in tennis, that really changed my perspective. Um, so Barty said that it was like the physical demands of being world number one. Uh, that was one of the drivers for her decision, which is you know, pretty understandable. Those, that's super fit. Um, she said, I don't have the physical drive, the emotional want, and kind of everything it takes to challenge yourself at the very top level anymore. And I just think, I just know that I'm absolutely spent. I just know physically I have nothing more to give. I've given absolutely everything I can to this beautiful sport of tennis, and I'm really happy with that. And for me, that is my success. So that's pretty good. Going out on... Going out on your own terms, that's pretty legendary. And at risk at risk of sounding super Gen Z or 2020-ish, like, normalize that. Like, normalize getting to your peak, knowing that it's your peak, and not just putting yourself through the physical and mental strain of, like, being number one and then forcing yourself to stay there. Yeah, exactly. Look at, like, Naomi Osaka or Simone Biles or people that you can see their mental health has been fucked by not just the support not just the sport, but the demand of, like, everything, like, the press and the pressure that comes with it. And and it's, like, especially if you've made number one, unless you really love the thing, why do you continue to put yourself exactly. through that? I mean, we were number one in New Zealand for the podcast, and the physical demands for this aren't quite as bad as tennis, but... <laughs> no, we were number one for the podcast in New Zealand, and honestly, I'm We should have quit, well, yeah. Out. We should have quit while we were ahead. The responses we get now are actually quite demanding and draining of me. Everyone just wants to know if Squish is hot or not. No one ever asks about Loose. What a disappointing <laughs> answer they're going to get. For the record, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Siblings or dating. Yuck, yuck. Right, we we'll move on very quickly from that. Uh, Loose, what's your first story, please? Naturally, I have brought you another another um, Russia sort of media technology story because that honestly seems to be my beat at the moment, especially on the shit show. It's super interesting. It is. It's so interesting. So Russians are racing to download Wikipedia before it gets banned. Now, this all sort of begins on the first of March after about a week of after about a week of um, Russia having invaded Ukraine, and reports came out of Russia's censorship office that um, they were threatening to block Russian Wikipedia. So from then, people decided, holy shit, if we want to get good information or information that hasn't just come straight from the government's mouth, which probably isn't true, if you've listened to our past shit shows, you'll know that it's basically propaganda, um, we better somehow preserve Wikipedia for ourselves. And you can download Wikipedia. So just in case it gets banned in Russia, people have been like, downloading wikipedia which nick is a 29 gigabyte file which is huge yeah well i mean it's huge as a file but when it's the entire wealth of human knowledge 
kind of, not really, but Wikipedia has everything you could ever want to know yeah. on it. Um, and I'm surprised it's only 29 gigs. Does that include all the photos? Or do they? Oh, look, look, I actually don't know. That's one thing. Only That's the only thing in the world that I don't know. Um, but what I mm. do know. The answer's probably on Wikipedia. I, yeah, and like, mm, we should fact check it if it is. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, however, what I do know is that currently Russia is the country with the number one most Wikipedia downloads in the world. So so there's like a thing where you can see um, what countries are downloading Wikipedia the most. And yep, lots of people in Russia are downloading this encyclopedia, are downloading Wikipedia to make sure that they have information that is at least somewhat true. Um, something similar did happen uh, in twenty seven in twenty seventeen when Turkey blocked Wikipedia, but um, I think this is just a way bigger scale. Um, despite all the, the threats, Russia right now hasn't actually blocked Wikipedia, so this is still like a preemptive thing people are doing. Interesting though, eh? I might download Wikipedia. I think it'll be a pretty handy thing to have, especially in a, it, like a doomsday situation. Well, I have. I have heard of people having Wikipedia on hard drives for that situation. Like, what if the internet went? Knowledge is power. And, Nick, just quickly on the Russia tech beat. A Moscow court said on Monday that Meta was guilty of extremist activity. So we already know that Instagram and Facebook are banned in Russia. They're owned by Meta. Um, and now Meta's yeah been found as extremists. However, WhatsApp will still work. In okay, Russia. so they're just banning things that don't suit them. Is that right? Oh, look, Nick, they are just doing whatever the thing they want, it seems. The pot is calling the kettle black. And just quickly, Ukraine, just still so proud of the people of Ukraine and the soldiers and like the way they're holding off the Russians. I honestly thought that we would be seeing a just landslide sort of takeover from Russia. And uh, every day I wake up to the news and I just feel saddened and proud and, like, shocked at how Ukraine's doing. Hell yeah. Go Ukraine. Go Ukraine. Nick, have you got another story for me? I do. Um, A Boeing 737 has crashed in southern China, killing all 132 people on board. The China Eastern Airlines aircraft was doing a short trip between two cities in southern China, uh, Kanming to Guangzhou, when it suddenly plummeted 20,000 feet from cruising altitude uh, to the ground in just a matter of minutes. Um, so there's some footage on social media that shows the plane traveling like straight nose down into the ground, um, which is a really weird way for it to, to go down. Usually they just sort of fall. Um the editor of China's Aerospace Knowledge magazine said survivors would be a miracle in the midst of tragedy. After the plane struck the hillside at high speed and igniting fires, he said, the chances of anyone from the plane surviving are minuscule, which is fuck, pretty pretty gutting, but pretty understandable when you see when you see the footage. Now, 
I might be wrong, but was it 737s, the same type of plane, that like were sort of crashing quite a bit a few years ago? So yeah, the plane that you were thinking of was the 737 MAX. So that was like the new version of the 737. Um, and you're right, it has been grounded for a couple of years while they sort of figured out the problem and fixed it. There's a really good documentary on Netflix about it called Downfall. It's all about how the Boeing engineers and the Boeing executives weren't agree on certain safety things. And it is quite interesting and, and is worth a watch. This 737 type, however, is known um, as extremely reliable. It's the most common commercial plane flying at the moment. And China's safety record has been really good too over the past couple of years. This is the country's first major incident since 2010. And there have been millions and millions of flights since then. Fuck. I mean, it truly, truly sounds like a freak accident. Do Okay, so we don't know right now what caused it. Is there, like, do you think we will know what caused it? They haven't found the black boxes just yet. So they're like the flight data recorders. And what colour are they? Orange. They're orange. Ah! and no one really knows what state they will be in when they do find them. Uh, modern aircraft are really, really complicated. So usually crashes like this are caused by a number of different things, not just one. So it may take a while to find the cause of the crash. Um, Thomas Anthony, the Director of Aviation Safety and Security at the University of Southern California, said, It's never one thing. There may be one thing that's obvious. Uh, there may be one primary thing, but it's never just one thing. So, yeah, a pretty a pretty sad situation for everybody on board and obviously the, the families and hopefully we get some closure sooner rather than later about it yeah that is really sad but also it has made me think and then just while you've been talking i've sort of come to a theory i, I feel like we haven't seen that many plane crashes recently or like in the past few years but then i was like obviously there hasn't been that many flights going compared to what there usually is i mean there's been some horrible high-profile ones like Kobe Bryant and things like that, but no, like, co- sort of big commercial... Yeah. Well, these these things that, like, you often hear, like, flying in a plane is safer than driving in a car, and it really is, like, in terms of people mm. flying and, and mm. miles covered. It, modern airline travel is ridiculously safe. It's just that these incidents, mm. these incidents, because of the severity of them, do get quite a lot of coverage um, and affect a lot of people at once, yeah. And, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and honestly so true. Well, Nick, now um, do you want to talk about something a little bit lighter, the gender pay gap? Oh, yeah. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is because, Nick, you know when you start talking about something and then and, and you haven't thought about it really that hard in ages or before and then you start seeing it everywhere? Yeah, yeah, I think there's some sort of effect or theory around that there's got some sort of name but i can't remember it it definitely will have a name well basically me and my flatmates had a big conversation about like do you tell your partner your salary should you tell your partner your salary etc etc and like we're all pretty open or like we've always been quite open about what we earn and i feel like our generation um is quite open because we all go through uni together and then we're all applying for the same jobs and we're all like well what should i be making if i'm doing this and you know, we're all sort of talking about it. And then I polled the audience on shit you should care about, saying, do you know your partner's salary? And 76% said yes, and 24% said no. And most of them were um, real valid, like, oh, we aren't living together. We haven't, you know, been in a relationship for that long. There were so many reasons why. It's not like a hard and fast, 
you have to but my one of my flatmates works for a bank and she said and this is like not even a hot take but just something I hadn't thought about before she said that her and her workmates um talk really openly about their salary with each other so that they can understand what they're all making compared to people in the same roles or people that are a bit higher so they know what they can like earn or ask for when they get promoted and also just to like make sure that they're not witnessing any gaps um, based on gender or race or whatever it is in their workplace. Yeah, exactly. Like the only people that you're protecting by not talking about your salary is like the company, you know, like if everyone's open about it, it should be more equitable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we were having these conversations and thinking about things that I hadn't thought about in quite a while since I was at uni, really sort of studying these things and then I saw um, a tweet go viral on Twitter and honestly I was just like is the world just reading my mind and the tweet said found out I was making 20% more than my co-worker so we spent lunch drafting an email for her to renegotiate her contract talk about your pay and I was like oh my god and then I was researching for the newsletter this morning uh newsletter this afternoon and I saw an article that just went up in Wired called the extremely predictable impact of salary transparency And this looked at Europe and how they're about to decide whether to make everyone's salaries public, which is obviously a move that could really start narrowing the gender pay gap. So Nick, the article starts off by talking about, you know, the gender pay gap bot that I I think I spoke about it on the shit show and it was on Twitter and on International Women's Day, it would find companies that tweeted about International Women's Day and then quote tweet it and say, actually, this company's median pay is 32% lower for women. Or If you didn't talk about it on the pod, you definitely put it in the, in, in the newsletter. So yeah, I yeah. did see that. I definitely had thought about it. And so this article starts off with that. And then that's sort of its way into us talking about this sort of like harder legal stuff, which nerdy and probably not even important or interesting to you but I love when an article does that starts with something super fucking relevant so that I'm feeling not intimidated to be introduced into like maybe some legislation or something maybe lawyers should do that um no I should never be a lawyer and I should never try and give advice to them (laughs) I don't think it's up to you Liz no so currently um Currently, the gender pay gap in the EU is 14.1%. And in New Zealand, I looked it up, and it's actually 9.5%. And just a shout out to Mind the Gap in New Zealand, who are doing amazing work in getting together a directory of companies who have agreed to publish their pay gap information and their salaries. And if you go to Mind the Gap's website, like they have so much good shit. You can find out... like. Or any company that's opted in, you can also see the ones that haven't opted in. Um, you can find out like as much as you basically need to know about their pay gap on there, which is actually real interesting. But anyway, the um, EU Commission have presented a proposal to the EU Parliament and Council, which looks to, like I said before, make uh, people's salaries public. So as well as requiring employers to provide salary ranges on job ads and banning questions about pay history, it will give employees the right to request information on pay levels and force companies that employ more than 250 people to publish their gender pay gap data. I mean, obviously, like I just mentioned, there are some things in New Zealand, like Mind the Gap, who are looking to 
I mean, it's not bound by legislation, but they are starting to publish pay gap data. But this would be really interesting to see if countries in Europe with like these big as companies, these big companies of over 250 people had to publish this data. A really interesting example of this sort of uh, salary transparency is currently taking place in Iceland, where as of 2018, countries with companies with more than 25 employees actually had to prove that they pay equally for equal work and correct any pay equity gaps. And if companies can show they pay equally, they receive like certification. And those who don't incur a daily fine. A similar scheme for this um, has just started in Canada in 2021 um, with a view to correct pay equity gaps by September of 2024. So just some interesting food for thought. Bit of progress. Bit of progress. And again, like I haven't thought about this that much because I run a small business and we barely even have salaries. We're sort of just like bootstrapping it. But I'm like, of course, if you work in a big corporation – Talk to each other about your salaries. Obviously, make sure that um, you don't have a gag clause in your employee contract that says you have to be silent about it. Nick, one in five UK-based workers are actually banned from talking about pay with colleagues. Why? Like, why? Like, like, I know, I know. What's to stop you just doing it? And in and, and Aussie, pay secrecy clauses, like I've just sort of said, are often written into employees' contracts. So... So it's like it's not it's not wild that we're thinking about this and like that we're talking about this because obviously there are still some places that are quite behind and it's just honestly I just hadn't thought about it that much recently and I thought if I'm thinking about it why don't we all Exactly go talk about your pay everybody Go talk about your pay as long as you are not bound to secrecy Nick do you have a good news story for me my darling I do I do so you probably don't care about this but it's cycling, so... Well, I, I was going to say, I was actually going to leave a passive-aggressive note in the Google Doc being like, can we not get through one episode without mentioning wine, cycling, or space? But then I was like, Lucy, you actual bitch. Siska is a whole-ass passion project for you to talk about every single thing you ever want to talk about. You always say, let people be interested in whatever they're interested in. I checked myself and I was like, no, hell yeah. I also ride an e-bike. I'm interested in this and go off king. Yeah, Lucy, you bitch. That's on growth. That's on personal growth. Unless I'm a bitch these days. Oh, anyway, carry on. <laughs> Who said? Anyway, a pro cyclist Lockie Morton has raised over $200,000 for Ukrainians displaced due to the conflict by riding 1000 k from Munich in Germany in case you didn't know where Munich was, uh, to the Poland-Ukraine border. Um, He said, I'm not an overly political person. I'm not an expert of any of this. We can relate to that, Liz. I'm just trying to do the one thing I know how to do Mm. and engage the bike riding community to help. My idea is to highlight the fact that war is not a far-off problem. Conflicts are a bike ride away all over the world. So, Lockie left from Munich at 5am. He took just 42 hours to ride the 1,000 kilometres. And heaps of people joined in along the way for parts of it. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I've been a big that's fan of Lockie cool. for years now, so it's awesome to see him do stuff like this. Um, but a bike ride away, that's like 10 or 15 bike rides for me. <laughs> yeah, but a really great bit of writing, a really great piece of copy that conflicts are a bike ride away. Yeah, exactly. It's a hell of a, it's a, hell of a line, isn't it? Yeah. I think like that 
is the epitome of what I keep saying is like, just do what you can with what you have. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I think that's so, really cool. We stand Lockie. He's a legend. Go off, Lockie. Proud of you. Nick, do you have a comment of the week for me? I do. On your po- on one of your mundane poll posts, if I told you to picture an apple in your head... Oh, if I told you to picture an apple, could you picture it in your head? And I did this the other morning, and I was like, yeah, I see an apple. It's green. It's a Granny Smith apple floating above the laptop right now. My comment is from Logan. He says, yes, but it looks like a goofy clip art. So I was like, okay, that kind of reflects on you, Logan. That's kind of cute. Oh, that's cute. My um, comment of the week is sort of on that line as well. It says, I do indeed have an inner voice. Right now it's screaming, cooked lettuce? What? Yeah, that's fucked up. Who cooks lettuce? That is unacceptable to me. You can. There's so many better leafy greens to cook. Spinach cooks beautifully. Lettuce, fuck off. Yeah, okay. So no context, this looks weird because why are they thinking about cooked lettuce? It's because I put on one post two slides and the first slide was do you have uh, inner voice? Second slide was do you like cooked lettuce? Um, I too wouldn't like cooked lettuce. However, I know that they're like... Ah, some fucking, and I could never cook this for myself, but I know there's like some good, some really good like Chinese recipes of like sort of cooked lettuce with like garlic and like soy sauce or oyster sauce. Like myself, it could be fucking good if the right person was cooking it. I'll be real, but I couldn't. Exactly. If someone who knew what they were doing cooked it and gave it to me, I might not fight them. But if you, Lucy, if you gave me some (laughs) fancy lettuce that has been sautéed or something, I would throw it back at you unacceptable oh it's like putting avocado on a pizza or or like when you have um the burger patty on top of the lettuce and the lettuce goes warm and sort of wilting well, ex- yeah yeah that's exactly what will happen yeah don't get me started about toppings on pizzas because that's a whole nother rabbit hole no i know that's actually a mundane poll that i want to do anyway nick where can the people find you not eating cooked lettuce fuck no um they can find me at the winery most of the time at the moment, uh, but also uh, also on the Shit Show Instagram. Send us a wee message if you like. Um, where can they find you, Liz? They can find me on the other end of the Siska Daily Newsy, my favourite little newsletter that I do every morning. Um, you hear me talk about it every week. Make sure, you're su- make sure you're subscribed. Make sure your teacher is. Make sure your family and friends are. Make sure everyone you know is. Put posters up or something. I don't know. That Who else? would actually be sick. Then send me a photo. Who else? Make sure your neighbourhood baker is subscribed. Yes. And maybe get print one out, print an edition of it out, and bake it into a loaf of bread, chop it open for him, and then get him to subscribe. Anyway, that's a horrible user journey because how's he going to get from the paper to the interweb? Um, Nick, I will see also, you Also, he's the week. one baking the bread. True, true. That, there was just plot holes there, plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick, I shall see anyway. you next week. Yes, you shall. I shall see all of you later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.